watching prohibition fall down. Talk about growing some dank. What's up, DGC? And you, know, you fat earther, you. The hell Come is on, that? man. Now the t-shirt, <laughs> the Facebook's t-shirt algorithm. Yeah, it just knows me. Come on, it's pretty good. Fat earther. Fat. <laughs> like Come, do you get it? A play. I, I don't. I think so, but I feel like maybe you should be fat to wear that. I'm not sure. It's flat earther, fat earther. So yeah, it's the joke. <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Better than flat earther, I suppose. But, you know, everybody can have their own beliefs. Okay? Belief is a belief. Doesn't mean it's true. It's just a belief. Look at you. You're like a hippie over there, huh? Uh, I have winners. no shirt game today other than my DGC work shirt. All right? Just my DGC emblem on here. Got the kicking if you need it on the on the front there. A little DGC hat back. And, uh, yeah, let me give you a show back. rundown. All y'all can help grow talk on dogrows.com. We got a couple dank nugs. We got a couple here. We got peanut. Pina by Ethos by Your Dad Gross and Lemon Pie Auto Fast Buds by Yuka Auto Noob uh, and Grow Talk Questions. We have a passive air intake from Canna Cairo. I know that guy. Uh, and Yellow Plants Losing My Mind by Dr. Triptone. I've been there, man. What is wrong with these plants? I'm doing right. everything. Right. Got a toe tag and grow hacks. A toe tag. Sunny and Bectopia. And last grow question, home inspection before sale of residence by Andre Nicotina. Nicotina. Right. You ready? Dig it. I'm, I need more Ed McMahon in you, please. Yes. Yes. You are correct, more, sir. A little more umph. Keep the flow going. Keep the hype. I'm going to tell you first, joining the DGC, guys, dogrows.com. If you want to get hooked up with the benefits of supporting this show, and the great feeling of doing it, and the good karma, dogrows.com forward slash support. I do believe in that good karma. Uh, oh, you get man. hooked up when you want to order new for new members. You can order free seeds from Seeds Here Now, uh, as well as 30% off Scotty's Real Grower Recharge for your garden. See how we're doing that there? You get the yeah. seeds, you plant them, you put some recharge on them, and you start winning right away. New DGC merch is coming soon, guys. Stay tuned, as well as working on getting a new sticker pack that we're going to have available for new members. We're collaborating with Alpine Hemp Company on a new merch store, which I'm really excited about. We'll have hats, shirts, grinders, stickers, some coffee mugs. I I've always wanted to replace, careful over the PC, dude, the Waffle House here <laughs> coffee mug. Yeah, I'm not even allowed to use the MyPillow coffee mug anymore. I got to turn it around. It's just going to be black. <laughs> Nobody likes the MyPillow guy anymore. Waffle House has not reached out after all these shows. I'm very disappointed. But dudegrows.com support, forward slash support is what makes this show happen. Go check out what Benny's you can get. And uh, yeah, let's get into the growth talk here. Check out these dank nugs right off the bat. Everybody, everybody's growing some things. We're getting a lot of good pictures. It's not all about the picture, though. Some nice stories, too. This is Peanut by Ethos, and this was posted by Your Dad Grows. Uh, and that's good. I like that. It's not like an insult or anything bad. Hey, your Dad Grows. Sounds like, a, like kind of a, your... line, a line of Hallmark cards. You know, it's how to tell your kids and your family that your dad grows, you know? Have you, uh, are you ever seen one of those kids, like, when people have your those your mom jokes, like where sometimes you tell the wrong kid and they just it's it's an instant fight. You say anything about Billy's mom, he's gonna try and f you up. When you, yeah, you some can people always, love those. Yeah, you can always beat those guys, man. You just go, yeah, my mom passed away last year, and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's how you that's how you get those guys. It was only kid. Uh, so this is cheers from Northern Saskatchewan. That's up here in Canada. For you guys that don't know, I believe that is in Alberta, I think. I got to get a big Canada map on the wall. It's a big spot yeah. up here. It says, this beauty is uh, Pina, which is an auto by Ethos Genetics. This picture was taken yesterday at day 71 from Sprout. She was grown under Alias Matrix 630, which I'm not familiar, and Ramo Nutrients, as well as beauty. giving a treat of... What's up? I just said, you asked me to be more Ed McMahon. So I said, thank you. Beautiful. Uh, as well as giving a treat of recharge once a week. Very beautiful yes. colors here, man. Uh, look at look at the little uh, the thumbnail of your dad grows. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my Ed McMahon, but it sounds like we could be all laughing together. 
Uh, we could be. We could be. Not too yeah, bad. Yeah, that sounds like a. That looks like a guy I just passed the joint to, or just passed it back to me. I should say. No. Yeah, that could work. That could work. <laughs> Hope we all get to hang out soon. Honestly, DGC Cup. It is so much fun to actually meet all these people. I've been doing it through the uh, what is it? What do we call them? Grow tours or garden hangouts, whatever. I've been hanging out on Zoom, uh, smoking out, checking out people's grows, smoking a joint with them, uh, being socially distant. I mean, that's it's been a joy. Okay, a little bit. I hear you. I'm kind of over that part of it. Yes, I miss the hanging out in person more than anything, for sure, with the DGC. And that's something hopefully we'll have uh, lined up here later in the fall. Think about it all the time, whether it's a DGC Cup or getting together for some type of hangout, whatever it may be. Maybe we do regional hangouts, Scotty. Whoa. We were pretty progressive with everybody getting their own one we were thinking about I swear, going to cannabis events. Just you kind of learn about contagion and, and catching shit, you know, because, uh, man, every cannabis event I've ever gone to, I've come home with some kind of a cold or you know, some kind of cough that won't go away. You know? The one in Oregon almost took me out. I went to here. I don't know how I actually managed to walk around yeah, at Heroes of the Farm. Fuck, I thought man, I was going to die. Jesus, you're a trooper, man. So I wanted to mention on this post here, I said I didn't know what kind of light that was. Uh, there's a lot of LED lights out there. I watched a video last night. that This is a YouTube channel, Albo Pepper, A-L-B-O Pepper, and it's titled Drought Proof Urban Gardening. And interesting enough, it's not all about cannabis by any means, if at all. But he had like three different LED lights. He was looking at a spider farmer, a Maxis Sun, a Mars Hydro. And what he did is he started, he was emailing and calling the companies and asking them for their integrated sphere, all these different reports and digging in. And like, it's kind of surprised. I mean, maybe it's not surprising. I think only one of them got back to him with a legitimate report that's actually from an independent lab. I right. just want to touch on that. You know, that's why we promote companies and why DDC vetted gear like HLG. And we pay a little bit more for the testing that LED lights are put through. Be careful with all the LEDs continuing to flood the market. From Alibaba and different companies that might not back their shit at all. Some of them can grow the dank, and some of them are, you know, if that's all you got to get into gardening, that's good. But uh, what you got to worry about is, is what happens when something goes wrong. You know, after six months, if a light goes out, can you just call up somebody and, you know, can you call up HLG or Viper Spectra or Mars? And are they saying, hey, cool, look, we'll send you one out, we'll send you a return label, whatever it is. Do they make good and do they stand behind their product? That's what I think is really important. Those are the people we vouch for here. Hundred percent. Next dank nug. This is lemon pie auto fast buds by Yuka UK. Okay, it's UK Auto Noob. I don't know if I got that right at the beginning. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's in the UK. Dark. He grows auto flowers, and he's a noob. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So this is my second time growing lemon pie, and this girl by far is the most beautiful thing I've grown. She's Hell nine yeah. weeks in and started turning purple as soon as she went into flower. I use BioBiz Newts because that's one of the easiest things to get a hold of in Prohibition land with a bit of mycorrhizae and that's it. So thanks for looking guys and gals and happy growing. And I did want to mention uh, that is a nice dark purple bud. Pretty. Uh, that That is true that BioBiz, because BioBiz was a sponsor of the show for a little bit. And I still like their liquid, oh, yeah. liquid organics, plants feeding plants, but they've tried to make their product as widely available around the world for that purpose to be found and used. And uh, I dig, I dig. Well, they are not from America. Were they European? I think Spain, I believe, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. European. Does European, view. that covers yeah, that's Spain, just, right? Yeah, that's, you just say that, all right? It's like up to Russia. Anywhere from like, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, first grower question. Any of y'all can get your grower questions up. And this is Passive on DudeGrows.com. Passive Air Intake by Canna Cairo. All right. right. Shout oh, out to Canna Cairo, man. Thank you for uh, looking after the dude, man. Yes, Kenna Cairo uh, has helped me out with my back and is a, practice, a practitioner here, up here in Canada. I like that word, practitioner. Uh, I'm currently using some ducting with pantyhose covering to help filter the air going through the passive air intake of my tents. It works, but only because I can keep my lung room nice and dark. I'd like to know what other people are using for this. I'm definitely, uh, I'm thinking ideally, would be something that blocks light as well as filters air. So um, as far as 
filtering. I have a, like a product I can recommend. There's a lot of different options for this. Drew, I don't know. I just threw a link up on here with the Horty Control. They, Horty Control, all one word, and they have the dust rooms. And this is just like, a, I think this was maybe even taken from the automotive or diesel filter industry. Right. They have filters that air passes through, light won't, and it is of the right size with, and you wash it and you can have a little oil film on there to help catch other things. Cause I don't think pantyhose isn't gonna do the full job if you're trying to block pathogens, mold and mildew and all that shit, right? I mean, the I, micron not, I wouldn't think so. Is he trying to block light as well? He wants to be able to have that option. Currently, the room can stay dark enough to where it doesn't matter. Right. But because the tent's in a dark room. So two things. One, if you want to block more like pathogens, mold, if you're worried about PM spores or anything from the outside, you need more than pantyhose. Um, and you need it, the, ideally, something. The Horty Control filter is nice because it doesn't reduce the CFM of your fans a lot, right? Whereas when you use... Uh, those pleated, those 3M allergen sure, filters paper. for your yep. for your furnace, that will reduce your CFM more, but you can build a box. Guru, you were talking about, maybe we're thinking of the same thing. What were you talking about for this? Uh, I was talking about building something more like a baffle box, um, where that that's more to control the light. I didn't realize he was in a room where light wasn't really an issue, um, but having a baffle where there's like no direct way light can get into the grow room. It's kind of the idea. A box that blocks that allows air to pass through, but not light. Yeah. And yes. then another, you can also do picture building a box that as well. <clears throat> if you have the ability, you can get handy with tape and a cargo box or some type of light wood where you have an area you can slide a furnace filter in and have the fan pulling from the other side in that box. And you can slide it out just like it's in your furnace because those filters will block a lot of different molds and mildews but if it's just light and it's not worried about you know doing uh one if you're using uh ducting or stovepipe or anything that's reflective on the inside right take a black spray paint that black that will help a little bit too if you can ask it or you can bend it yeah. that's going to help as well but it reduces airflow quite a bit uh the other option would be man there's like there's different uh materials i know um Oh, who's the greenhouse company that makes the, uh, they're in California and they make the light depth greenhouses and they're yeah, forever they're very flowering. Popular. Yeah. Forever flowering. They also have, and I believe the greenhouse industry sells this also, but a type of material, I believe you can buy, they're called like uh, light depth walls or something like that, but air also is able to pass through the walls. It's woven enough to block the light, but air will pass through similar to like that Horty control filter uh, where it works like that. So that should be some good options. Filters, an excellent option. I use one just on, for me. I use it on the top, top of my tent. There's a six inch hole, and I just set it in there. It just sits in there, and then I pull air out the bottom of my tent, and therefore any of the air coming in is filtered, and it just works good. But that's on my uh, my my veg tent on the indoors. That's not a sealed grow environment currently. So I don't know. I think we covered most of it for that. What you got? Anything so, else, sir. Scotty? You got HVAC experience. Man, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember my growth style having a passive air intake other than, you know, under the doors and, you know, that kind of thing. If, if I'm, you know, like a sucking from the ballast room or whatever, sure, I was sucking all it's sorts like of Like I say, you always got to think about where your air is coming from. For me, yeah. in my grow, I'm currently like, I struggle. I can remove heat with an outtake. I'll talk about it. With, I'll check out a nice picture uh, coming up, but uh, the return air sucks. The return air, which means after you take air out of, where's the air going to come from that's coming back in? And it's coming from another roof rent, which is hotter or warmer air. You know what I mean? It's the only right. option I have in yeah. this garage. And the whole garage is wrapped in that damn uh, hardy board or whatever. You know, it's like this stone type siding oh, shit. Sure. I don't know. Sure. It's just not easy. I'm like, hmm. Like I would in any other place, even though it's not my place, cut a hole. Growers cut holes and you can fix holes properly as well. Sure. But cutting through that hardy board shit, it's a little gnarly. And I know yeah. you need good ventilation if you're, I mean, good protection if you're doing it. So you can save the comments. I hear you guys. I've been warned. Don't breathe that shit. Right. Right. That's like that concrete stuff, right? Uh, Yeah. It's just like, so yeah, something like that. All right. Hopefully that helps can of Cairo and uh, let's get on to another. What do we got here? Good comments. Actually. Coolest guy on the planet. Commenting. I love that name. Um, please talk more about air pruning and fabric pots. So we cover this with, you know, radical bags. Well, recommend radical bags are great for air pruning. 
Right. We haven't shown a picture in a while. I wanted to show this picture because we explain about how air pruning gives you more root ends and like just look at this picture of like root bound versus air right. pruned when you pull it out. And more, so give us, what are the main benefits, Gru? You touch them a lot as far as more, you can, your plant can feed more? Uh, your plant can feed more because it has more actively growing root tips and root branching, and all of them are outward facing, uh, which when you transplant, it reduces transplant shock too. Um, it's why like things like this were pioneered for like trees. Uh, in all honesty, they use giant bags for growing palms and deciduous hardwoods yep. and stone fruits and everything. Where on transplant, and one of the biggest like losses for nurseries are uh, things never taking into their new home. And when you have a circled root mass, it's really hard to get it to transplant effectively. Outward facing root zones make it so as soon as it's transplanted into the new home, those roots are ready and like roaring to just go out into their new uh, soil environment. And so one extra root tips, more increased uh, root surface area, right. more root uh, like nutrient capacity it's able to take up. Um, but yeah, I mean, root pruning is definitely the way to go at this point. Well, they absorb nutrients from the, just from the tips, the, the roots do. The rest is just like a whole vascular system. So the more root tips you can have, the better. So as it, instead of it hitting the side of the pot and circling around, it hits the air. It goes, okay, nothing else here. And then it's, it grows inside with another tip. But that's, that's yeah. the idea. Same with mycorrhizae. Uh -huh. Mycorrhizae is a fungus root that grabs onto, I'm trying not to say invaginate, but it, it, it inserts itself into the root. And then it makes these thousands of more fungal tips. And then those fungal tips are able to grab more nutrient as well. It just invaginates the tip, right? <laughs> no, it does the whole root, man. The whole root. Guru, can you throw this image up? I threw it and I thought it'd be a good place for this. Radical bag transplant. I had a question on this. Shout out Fish Ganja guy. Um, Shout now, out Fish Ganja guy. He's, this is his transplant method, I believe. He's, I don't know if we say he's trying, but if you're just, he's, we're looking at an image of just the radical bags, which is your all PVC mesh sided bag, transplanted right in to a five gallon container. He's going from like twos to fives without Ooh. taking the plant out of the radical bag at all. And I was just curious, like, do you think, I mean, you I'm can worried, see- man, I'm worried. I, but when I have, I can totally see when I transplant a one gallon to a three gallon radical bag, the roots coming right to the side, I can see them start to grow out full on. And they're like, oh shit, light. And don't, huh. of course. Uh, have you ever seen a driveway get ruined by a tree that's next to it? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, for uh, sure. Kind of same concept. Something's got to give here. Either the root is going to push through and uh, make the holes in the PVC mesh bigger, right? Or the root is going to get constricted by the PVC mesh. Uh, neither of which is probably what you're after. I think the whole reason they come with that zip or the, the the Velcro is to be able to remove them and put them in a bigger container without that kind of restriction. Or potentially, and we'll report back. It works just great, and nothing. Uh, he, he, what if he finds out that the the five gallon he went into is fully rooted out, and air pruned all the way to the edges? Um, granted, well, air pruned means that air, air pruned means that the root stopped. It stopped growing. It realized there was an end, and then it made other roots. So it made roots inside that bag. Um, you, now you're bringing it out to the side, but there's more soil. So and then. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I would vote nay on that, but we'll see. I like it as, a, as, a, as a, yeah, this is why we experiment in the garden, especially if, if this is just like maybe a quick grow hack, but we'll see. I'll push down to get report back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You give it the nay. I give it the we'll see. Of course, man. That's what makes life fun, by the way. Uh, moving on to Devin. Devin Gladden. Uh, he's referring to the Humboldt seed interview you just had and you it was guys cool were talking hanging about, out man yeah it was definitely i didn't catch all that one yet but recently you guys chatted i think for over an hour uh what was his name nat nat pennington and uh yeah he's just a super cool guy and he's showing us around he was uh him and his daughter his daughter now grows with him she's she's 22 at this point which is he was so psyched i don't know if you got to be 21 to work in the industry or not but like so my daughter is legal. She's legally allowed to work here and be an employee. She cut like fucking twenty thousand clones in a pheno hunt. I mean, that's a good hard working twenty two year old kid right there, man. So I, I was really man. proud. I have my daughter. Always fear. Yes, fear the working with the family like that because how how I, I, how angry if my son 
He's like, oh, I forgot to change the res. That's all. (laughs) I lost them all. Like, I kind of want to keep that relationship professional. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, It don't (laughs) matter. It's still relationships, no matter if you're blood or not. You're still managing relationships, brother. You've been, uh, you guys were chatting. I believe Nat a little bit was saying, hey, you know, I, I would rather hire somebody without maybe the college education or the experience that I can train. And sure. Devin Gladden was chiming in and saying, as someone that's going to college, studying horticulture in the hopes of growing cannabis, that bit hurt a little bit. I get what you're saying, though. And, and there is definitely a love for this plant required to be a successful grower, let alone a successful person. So, yeah, what's I, up with that? I mean, I will agree that uh, <clears throat> you, you do need technical knowledge, or at least I think if I'm you know, putting together a $5 million or a $10 million facility or borrowing that money to put together a facility. I need someone that knows the difference between a phenotype and a chemotype and that, that understands what epigenetics is and all that. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that grow amazing weed that kind of just, whether it's intuitive, but they, they understand how to grow the plant. But I kind of do understand, uh, I don't know, I, don't, you do, I think you need both. I think- well, What about, I'll give it up to- what about Guru? You know, do you think he'd be uh, yeah, great chiming in on Grow Talk without his college education? I no. think. Well, I have my own opinions about college. It is a very, very expensive piece of paper that says I can learn things, and that's basically it. Not much of what I learned in school do I like actively use. Most of the stuff I know is from like my own research. Uh, I I can see where like it, school can be important, and it really depends on what you want to do. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I know you, I, Nat's I, probably right. Uh, from like a business owner's perspective, where like they are in a, these big grows, they already have their, uh, like proven SOP standard operating procedures sure. that they follow and they go by. They don't want someone coming in trying to change stuff. They want someone that they can mold to follow their SOPs to provide the consistency and the quality that they like. So like, I get it from both ends. I know hash extractors are the same way. They don't just take someone straight in and put them in the lab. They right. make them uh, work from the bottom up um, and learn how things work from the bottom up. So I, I don't know. It's, it just kind of depends on how you want to run your business. A lot of variables. Yeah, a lot of variables. College is really expensive and doesn't really uh, differentiate you from the crowd that much. It's a good, if you're mm. trying to get specific education, though, I mean, we've got an ag school right here at CSU. If you're trying to, un, you know, learn ag and get your foot in the door, uh, it is certainly not a bad thing to go to ag school. Uh, yes. And I disagree with Guru. College doesn't differentiate you from the crowd. It depends on what you're doing, but man. Cool. It what if everyone, something. what if everyone else has the same bachelor's no. degree that right. you have? Is it really differentiating you at all? No. Uh, <laughs> and I can tell you something from an employer standpoint, I have several businesses and I employ a few people at this point somehow. And I could never give a shit if they have a college education. I just hired a guy yesterday with two huge tattoos on his face. <laughs> and uh, he's fucking brilliant, man. Fucking brilliant, you know. So I'm not. So it's a what can you do for me society right now, or, or businesses is is that's that's the way to for sure. business. I think is what can you how can you perform? Uh, not what have you done in the past? And part of that too is I think college at the current cost of college is uh, probably not the best decision for a lot of people. Right. Uh, if it were like, what did a college cost when you guys yeah, were like- Yeah, like 1500 a semester. When that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now you end up with like at least $100,000 in student loan debt. Yeah, and I think mine was 2400 or something like, uh, I don't know, maybe, I can't remember, but it was cheap. That didn't even- Well, let's go to the next Grow Talk fees. question because this isn't college talk. We're getting too redundant college talk we all have our own opinions it matters depending on what the hell you're going to do in life figure it out son all right know what you're going to do now it's you know what directing yourself is a little bit hard i talk to people about this all the time where i never took college biology uh i think i yeah i took high school biology in 10th grade but trying to learn about mycorrhizae and fungi and microbes and whatnot thank god there is youtube thank god there is, there is, there is the internet and audible because I have been able to educate myself, but I don't think it's anywhere close to when I talk to someone that took college level biology and chemistry and all the stuff you probably take with a horticulture degree. And just, But the idea that you have to go to college to learn those things in today's age of information, you don't. Paul Stamens has multiple white papers in his name, patents right. in his name. 
he doesn't have a degree in biology. Steve Jobs didn't have a degree. Elon Musk doesn't have a degree. Uh, Bill Gates doesn't have a degree. It goes on and on. Like you definitely don't, if you're motivated and smart, it's not something that you necessarily need. Alrighty then. Yes, you are correct, <laughs> sir. I just want to do a whole show like Ed McMahon now. He was amazing. Rotal question number two, yellow plants. I'm losing my mind by Dr. Triptone. Hey, dude, dude, Gross, love the show. I'm in a desperate, thanks for loving the show. Desperate need of help here. All my plants are turning yellow the first few weeks of flower. I've never had this broken. I've never had this broken under HPS lighting, but seems to happen all the time now using LED. Got six strains in Fox Farm Ocean Forest soil and three and five gallon bags using BioBiz half strength every watering three to four days. Um, it says temps look good, humidity looks good. It says the problem started looking like nutrient burn with yellow tips around week two of flower. So I checked pH, um, and it was six three runoff to six zero. That sounds good. Runoff ppm was eighteen hundred. It doesn't sound horrible for runoff ppm if you want to measure that. Hard to measure using organics though. Eighteen hundred is a lot, man. That's a high ppm. Uh, I mean, that's when for I'm soil runoff them. that isn't that high. No, no, that okay. that's fairly normal. And especially what he said, he's in Fox Farm Ocean Forest. That is a fairly enriched soil too. Um, that is known to have some a little bit higher runoff ppms coming off of it. Gotcha, man. I never never want my soil to be eighteen hundred. And but I mean, this really for the way he's growing right. soil ppm and uh, is not really indicative of anything going on. Um, that is not something that you really need well, to be paying attention to. Why are there so many salts in the soil, though? PPM is salts, right? Uh, you don't grow in soil, Scotty. You grow in cocoa. It's, so it's salt or minerals. It could be minerals, too. Right. And in the organics, those have a charge to them. Like the blood meal, the bone meal, the fat meal, okay. all that stuff has has a, an electrical charge to it. Got it. Can be read. Okay, interesting. Um, no, you're right. I so, do grow it inert, in inert medias. Yeah, technically you're a hydroponic grower. Yes, uh, so as time went by, the tips started clawing back. The leaves gradually turned completely yellow and died. It's not an end efficiency because the bottom leaves are green, but the plant, when it has an end efficiency, takes the top leaves. Is it from the top down? Is that how it usually goes? Uh, it no uh, nitrogen deficiency. It's or going inter- to it's going to move them or move nitrogen from the lower older growth to the new growth up top. Okay. Uh, but it also has to have the right amount of molybdenum to be able to do that because it's required for the plant to be able to make nitrogenase that moves it up and down. So molybdenum is pretty uh, uh, available. You it's so one of those micro micronutrients and, you need in very small amounts. In really small amounts and on in any almost any complete fertilizer it's yeah. there and available. It's almost never an issue that yeah. people are having. But it can't be. So molybdenum. I think you called it right away, Guru. It's far it, what do we got here? Looking at these leaves and she hungry. I, you think so? Yeah. Man, I half uh, strength biobiz like you and if you look actually at the last picture man his buds aren't looking too bad right there uh by any means but check your um, roots bro check your roots make sure you don't have any kind of anaerobic condition in there make sure that you don't have any kind of rot um i've seen this happen when the the roots aren't so happy oh like me personally when i i've grown multiple times with Mm biobiz uh I have never once watered it in not full strength really? with everything. Like uh, most of it, like the MPKs on the bottles are really low for everything. It's an organic, especially in a smaller pot too, going half strength. These are probably a combination of root bound, like the the dude is saying, and just hungry. And just cooling, good points here. It's saying um, you're underfeeding and limiting your battery size with small pots. Says the power of the LED is real, and you got a powerful light in optimal conditions. So she's just eating things up. That's why I think switching from that HPS to LED of much better quality light, where you know the plant's even going to want to perform more, get hungrier than the instances before it was working the way it was feeding with this HPS. Um, And then also it says Ocean Forest does not again just go on doesn't have enough charge for its whole. It's good for veg, right? Right. Sometimes people go all of veg with just that. But you're going to need to add more. So basically, I believe those plants ate up everything that was in Ocean Forest. And then he's feeding half-strength BioBiz. So full-on, like hunger, hunger, hunger. You know what Sounds I'm saying? Sounds about right, man. It does sound hunger, about right. You hunger. are correct, sir. All right, thanks for the question, Dr. Trip Tone. And that last picture of your buds, if these are all the same plants, still looks like you're going to have some nice flower to be token on. Man, I was th- those, those do look decent there. 
um, I had something happen where I screwed up and I was measuring the new mill. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But I was measuring the new mill and kind of messed it up because I was putting some cow mag in there as well. And I ended up letting these plants go hungry when it was like their second or third week and go nitrogen hungry, uh, second or third week in flowering. And damn, when you fuck up that early, it just, you got a very slim window for them to recover. I don't really think they ever recover. I ended up throwing them out a couple of days ago. Mm. Yeah, mm. threw them all out, man. Really? You like, you just got like I do with sometimes if a plant just don't want to work with me after so long, it's like, all right, you're going out. Yes. But take no, a you know, challenge. It's fun to try. It like, already, that's what I'm saying. Once they're already in flower, they're already, you know, they got a countdown of when to harvest them. If they're not macking, you know, if they're not really looking good and healthy in week three, week four, good luck. Like these look like they got way past week. You know, these are what, week seven? There's a fuck chunky right there, man. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it's, it's hard to save them in flower. Well, it's time to uh, recharge your hardworking soil. And you were telling me you, you couldn't explain. You're usually good at explaining microbes. So somebody wants a breakdown of, hey, just what's, I don't know anything about microbes, but <laughs> had an issue with explaining the other day, huh? I just was, yeah, it was like a nice lady at a, I can't remember, like a bar type of thing, you know, outside patio type of thing. And she's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I make real growers recharge or whatever. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't even start it from there. I have a fertilizer company is usually what I dumb it down to. And then sure enough, <laughs> she's like, I grow peppers and whatever. And I was like, damn it, you know, within 10 seconds or less, you know, the elevator pitch, I didn't really do a good job of explaining <laughs> it. And so I mean, you know, it's it's pretty tough that everybody thinks about the plant. I actually I I have an obsession going. I spent about seven mm -hmm. hours this weekend. You asked what I did this weekend. It was a rainy day. I spent seven hours trying to figure out how to explain recharge to different people. And the, <laughs> the, the issue is, yeah, welcome to my life, brother. Uh, and then I spent another seven hours uh, on Memorial Day talking about it with Banner and uh, and another guy. But um, I, I, yeah, it's hard to get people to understand that the soil is actually active. Everybody thinks about plants and the soil's just a fucking stand for your plants. You're also you trying to undo plants. What, what's been done to people's general understanding of plants is you say, that's why you start your conversation with, I, I have fertilizer, like, so you can at least get their ear microbes. Like we compare to, you know, space or uh, under the ocean. People can't see what's going on at all in the root zone. They've never been able to, unless they dig a plant up and they still can't see all the microbes and what, well, you can see actually mycelium in the soil, which is pretty cool, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to explain to people that your soil's alive and that your soil feeds the plant through this beautiful symbiosis. And if they're not high as fuck, man, I don't know. I kind of. Somewhere in the so pitch, much. you got to throw in. I like how we just, we say, Hey, do you, do you ever see anybody out spreading like fertilizer in the woods? You know, it's working for like, that's kind of a good way. I think to pull somebody in a little bit um, right. to show them how microbes work and see what's going on. And that's, if you guys want some microbes, uh, realgrowers.com, where you can pick some up. Amazon Prime as well, if you are a Prime shopper. If you go to realgrowers.com, the coupon code DUDE, you're a Canadian grower, rechargecanada.ca, yes, official.ca. You can hook up and on if, some recharge. And if you're and, a patron, man, 30% off <laughs> recharge. This shit pays for itself if you use it. Support the show it. and get discounted recharge. I dig it. The Canadian patrons get twenty percent off just because you you got you got it right there. Just to let them know, just to, just to be fair, I gotta Damn, I gotta man. I gotta I gotta get it up here, man. There are additional here. expenses, man. Comes up here on mules. Uh, <laughs> Realgrowers.com, RechargeCanada.ca for real help support your grow. All right, grow hacks. Super simple here. We we're talking about identifying and tagging your plants the other day, and Sunny and Bactopia's got it. Simple yes. here, toe tag, all right? I just use electrical color-coded ties. This is something I get off Amazon, and what we're looking at here is just a zip tie that's yellow, zipped around, or if yep. you're a Canadian, I hear they're called zap ties here in British Columbia, which I'm like, what's that? But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, Why, I like though? this. It's foolproof. They make a zip sound. Zip. Zap. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. What do I know? Zap ties. That's actually a really intelligent idea. It's just a simple color coding. You can get like a Harbor Freight if you want to. I actually got Harbor Freight uh, zip ties. Yeah, they were like been sitting out. They've been sitting in the garage for about a year. I went to go use one. Snap. 
<laughs> use another one snap it's like the plastic got hard but um yeah it's just simple cheap zip dies you can go get a shitload of different colors for 10 bucks you can get them on amazon that's a fucking good idea main thing keep a legend so yeah. that you know what each color yep. corresponds to and then take a picture of that with your phone I so just if do you a note lose the phone. actual legend you still know we learned this like with it. voting at the dgc cup it is best to take as many pictures of that like voting sheet and everything as you can so that you know know how everything corresponds later. Right. You make them whether you're going to keep them or harvest them. If it's yellow, you let it mellow. If it's brown, you cut it down. Okay. I don't know if that's what that analogy goes to. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Another Grow Talk question here. Thanks, Sunny and Bictopia. Guys, grow hacks. Please get some up if you're hacking in your grow. All right, on dudegrows.com. This is a Can home inspection just before. In, in, in interlude, man, do, how the fuck do we sit here and smoke bowls, but then suddenly the lighter just poofs? It just poofs away. Nobody's um, been in or out of here. I don't even think I've left this seat. I don't know, but it's what I always say. I am electronic only when I come when it comes to my smoking in right. the bakery uh, with go. social distancing and stuff. Only. So just it's try, not me. We just try this, see what happens. Ow. <laughs> All right, man, that's my concern. Look. I'm sorry, dude. Please continue. Uh, home inspection before sale of residence by Andre Nicotina. Says, hey all, I'm putting in, I'm putting my house up for sale, prohibition state, and I assume the buyer will be asking for home inspection. Uh, I have a three by three tent in the basement. I'm thinking about putting a lock on the zippers so it cannot be open and put black tape on the viewing window. Do you think it would even question it or care that it's there or worse, ask to look in it? Any Can advice you hire would your be own helpful. home inspection person? Sorry. Can you hire your own home inspection person though? Uh, like, yeah, I just had a home inspection. Here it is. I'm going to try to get the ball in your I'm buying a place. I'm going to want to hire my own. You know what I mean? I, I think most, most of the times, don't both sides will hire someone. Um, oh, no. Um, no, I just I, I think it's just the buyer does it. But damn, uh, he's gonna fucking be lame about that. I've seen home inspection people; they're kind of fucking rule followers. Wait, and man. and also expect a like twenty percent cut off of and lowball on the offer you get from anyone that is using that home inspection person. Just like uh, knowing that a grow has been into a house, right? Those guys automatically are assuming there's probably some mold issues. Um, it's a three by three like, tent. And like other things going on. I know, but it's prohibition land where like yeah. they're going to like that guy is working for the person to find anything that they could be like, ooh, either we don't want this house or we're not paying that much for this house. So like, don't give them any ammo to <laughs> you use. don't know. It's a different the market comments, these days. The we comments were good. West, West Coast Bush doctor um, is saying uh, he put everything, he took everything down and hid the plants in the cut in his car. And this was deep in prohibition land too. I mean, if you're looking at, yeah, potentially like getting arrested or some shit, like definitely get the plants out of there. Um, and then Andrea Nicotina chimes back in and says, what do you guys think of removing the plants and the carbon filter, leaving the tent open and the lights on for the inspector to see, but putting in basil and flower plants? Yeah. The dummy I, plants. I like that I idea. I don't hate that idea at all. Except disinfecting before your other plants go in there, spray that shit down. I mean, right. Something like that, though, is a lot harder when you got a tin lighter. It makes things, yeah, like, damn, yeah. <laughs> it makes things more difficult. Yeah. That can lead to some interesting conversations with realtors and people that they're showing the house to, for sure. Um, yeah, Asimos Grows is talking about, yeah, if you're a little bit bigger, that's where you get, you got to rent the box truck and back it right up to your garage. Just temporary, everything goes in there. Um, but yeah, good hey, luck on that. I hid mine when I had, uh, I put up like, I made it like really like a hippie-ish looking art place because my way my tenants was an artist, a friend of mine. So we had a bunch of sure. paint things and easels. And then we put up, uh, what are those things called? The blankets that people hang up on the walls. Tapestry. Yeah, tapestries up. And then we started, we burnt some incense and actually had some going and like music and a light on when the person had to go down into the basement. So right. it worked. It worked pretty so good, nothing, I think. Nothing to see here, bumper sticker. <laughs> I, I want to say Asmo grows. Uh, this is uh, a perspective I have as well. Not too sure how the market is there, but in Washington, if you list your house, it's sold right away and without any contingencies. No inspection is what that means. And there are so many places, Colorado, they're, they're just fighting for houses. So it is kind of crazy. So I don't know, it depends on depends how many bids you have on the house, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, then how much longer do you have to finish that grow? I mean, if you're gonna have, you know, time your stuff out, if you're not close to being done, you might not be able to finish. Yeah, I say take the plants out, take them in. The, the inspector's gonna tell you exactly when he's showing up. Before we get into our grows, I'm gonna talk to you about the pros. Twogrows.com <laughs> forward slash pros today. Uh, I'm talking about some ozone grower bundles uh, from Great Chick Solutions. Eileen, me and Scotty, grew we had a meeting We're like hey man we dig this shit uh making ozone using ozone in the grow michigan matt's been using it over in the commercial grow we got to understand a little bit more about how this jazz works and what it could be used for because we found out like ipm grew what was it killing it'll it doesn't kill adult insects but it'll kill eggs it, it punctures holes in the the eggs and neutralizes the eggs and makes it not viable so it is uh an extremely effective mechanical control uh, to include in your IPM where it is on contact killing eggs. And that is a really good way to interrupt the life cycle of the bug. It's not going to just treat everything and kill uh, any spider mice you have on the plant, right. but it'll kill all the eggs. And if you redo that every three days, uh, you can wipe out that population of stuff and or get, it, get about, it under control. Take a pyrethrum, knock them down, and then hit them with that afterwards. You know, hit them with ozonated water afterwards. It's pretty cool. Yep. It was interesting. So you were saying they were using paint sprayers. You ever seen those like uh, Home Depot, Graco, the, the uh -huh. high pressure paint sprayers? And they would just blast like a five gallon bucket of that stuff through there. Of, of what are you getting a twofer, right? Well, I, a little bit of. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say it's, I, I keep on saying that stuff, but it's ozonated water. It's electri electri electrically charged water. And guru, what it's holding another oxygen ion. It has an extra. Yep, it has an extra oxygen in there. Uh, it gives charged. it gives it uh, an oxidative potential, right? Stronger than bleach. It's able to uh, neutralize stuff. Like I know they did a experiment with like cow shit on the wall, right? And then spraying the wall down with <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Uh, spraying the wall down with ozonated water. No detectable levels of any type of living biologicals at all on there but it's safe for your plants at the same time. And the idea is that you're electrically charging this water, you're using electricity to hold on to an extra oxygen molecule. That oxygen molecule is gonna break apart when the electric bond gets weak enough and it's going to uh, clean. The, the oxygen breaking off is, is the cleaner. Is yep. that right? Yep, you got it. She's the oxidizer, very interesting. Uh, she was really smart, I'm very impressed with her and I'm kind of psyched to use one of these. I like the two for for IPM. You're getting pests with the eggs as well as uh, if there's any PM mold presenting itself sometimes sure. before. If you can catch it early enough, you can get on top of it. But there's and a link. Go ahead, Guru. I was going to say, not just powdery mildew. Uh, you can think of this as IPM for botrytis, bud mold, and any of that stuff. Um, this is going to be able to help keep it under control. Uh, main thing is using it not super late in flower just because you don't want to be getting flowers wet um later on and the water's not going to be able to penetrate all the way in there but through midway of flower all of veg this is an awesome thing to have uh at your disposal uh to include in your ipm it's not the end-all be-all going to cure all your problems but it is a really really good tool um to be able to have in the toolbox oh for cleaning up the grow as well you know think about it you're spraying water on the floor Spray oh, water on the pots and everything like that. Most definitely, these are used in commercial kitchens right. instead of bleach at the in a lot of commercial kitchens instead of bleach at this point. It's not caustic. Uh, it is safe to use and it works better than bleach. So uh, okay. yes, for cleaning up your grow room after you've torn everything right. down, this is an awesome tool. I'm looking at these two because the one's fucking big. That trioxy complete is yeah. They got trioxy nine dollars, man. That's a fucking big ass unit right there. The Traxy Complete and Coupon Code Doodle work on all these is what Michigan Matt is using. Uh, go to the link on dudegrows.com forward slash pros and you'll see there's a link to a couple of videos. And there's also the Trioxy Grower Bundle for 460 bucks, which is like if you're a smaller grower, if you're growing a four lighter, like for me, I uh, want to just deal. I think it makes like up to a, a couple quarts a day of ozonated water, which would just be great. Just right out of a little fogger or a handheld sprayer. So. Check it out, guys. Uh, definitely a cool-ass way to do some IP. Yeah, if you add up the numbers, man, you're also going to be saving money on your IPM program or if you're using different products, you're going to continue to buy. This is just powered by water. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Powered by and the power drugs. of oxygen. I'm going to do a Billy Mays commercial. I got it. <laughs> uh, what's going on in your grow, dude? Did you guys see your plant? You brought in a plant to share, show and tell. Should be looking good, man. I'm happy. I've been uh, playing around with a couple different things. I'll grab this thing. 
second. And I won't I won't manhandle you, okay? <laughs> oh, but this is oh, can we see this? Yeah. This just went in the flower yesterday. Um, it's a sour lime cookies. <laughs> Looking great, man. And I've been uh just been playing around with different things. I've, hang on one sec, let me put this up. By the way, blue sticky trap has soil all over it, but it's meant those were originally, <laughs> man, I had, had a couple of rips going, but uh, got rid of them. Uh, just a quick pyrethum knockdown, and then I had like one or two, so I was able to kill them. But anyway, those are my little indicators there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been actually playing with, so I started playing with the, how, how long have I been doing this? A couple months, Guru, the, with yep. the new grow? Start playing with the new mill. It is literally nine bottles, though. I think put it this way: I think I have nine bottles with all the, uh, you know, with all the additives and whatnot. Yeah, you don't use nine at once, but yeah, the line. The line. There's a lot, and I'm sitting there studying it, and I'm just like, man, I what I'm trying to do. Real Growers, the company's Growing Simplified. That's what our our logo is. It's we have GrowingSimplified.com. But that's kind of really what we're trying to do. We're trying to make growing easy and simplify it for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with uh, the guy I build my bamboo fertilizers with. I, he's a, my formulator. And I started asking him, hey, man, I, you know, I actually didn't ask him. I go, man, I fucking wish you could do an all-in-one uh, fertilizer, a prilled fertilizer, a slow controlled release for cannabis. And he was like, well, and we started talking about it and we kind of came up with something. We actually definitely came up with something. It's a, a nitrogen coating on the outside. It's like a gobstopper. And each one of these, they're, they're like these Those little prills. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, like a little prill. And they just kind of, they can keep on coating it. So they can coat phosphorus and potassium on the inside and then keep on wrapping it and be like, all right, so we got two months of phosphorus and potassium, two months of your bloom formula inside. And then, like, do you want a one-month wrapping on the outside? Do you want a two-month wrapping on it? Uh, so I plan around with something where I've got a thing. I got 1% calcium, and I got a whole shitload of, uh, not a shitload, the right amount of nitrogen for a, anywhere from a month to two months, depending on which formula that, that I'm using. And then the right P and K at the end. So I'm just fucking with something where I've had this, I've had my experimental fertilizer on there for 30 days. Those plants are looking good. I fed them water only. Okay. Is that a hempy bucket? That's a hempy bucket. Uh, yeah, it's look, like. But so you water you water in from the 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 top. How are you applying the fertilizer? It reminds me of like the Osmocote or some shit like that, where it's got that, basically it relies on water, like rainwater, irrigation water coming through it to leach to to leach the the nutrition down through the media, kind of. It breaks down for temperature. So as long as there's temperature and the and uh, there's water. Uh, the water is the carrier and I do water. I'll give them like recharge once to twice a week, you know, go in there, give them a little bit of love. But uh, yeah, it's with recharge and just this granular fertilizer, the shit's working, man. And I know it, it goes against everything that just like we were talking about before, uh, certain people want to really spend a, a ton of time and it's their hobby of mixing the nine bottles and they love playing with them and formulating and then some people just want to grow dank, which it's almost like the Traeger grill of growing. <laughs> You know, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, taking a lot of the guesswork out of it. The so, top trust or mixed into the media? You, you want to incorporate it. I mean, you certainly can use it as a top dress if you're watering in. But uh -huh. you, it's like literally you incorporate like 50, maybe 75 grams of it. Literally like a shot glass of it. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm playing with it. So I'm, I'm announcing it because this is kind of some of the experiments I'm doing that are kind of fun. This is what makes growing fun for me. And uh, I'm telling you, I threw out some plants that just were nitrogen deprived. I couldn't get right. I screwed up the I screwed up the nutrient on them. Replaced them with these things, and I got my fingers crossed for flowering. Man, I've definitely I did a whole bunch of experimenting on them with outdoor. I've been playing with this for a while, but experimented with a two month veg and a two month bloom for outdoor, and uh, it fucking worked really good last year. Does it so, have an MPK? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, it has a decent. You wouldn't really. It's a sixteen twelve twelve or a sixteen eleven eleven. I'm playing with a couple of different formulas, and the NPK is. You know, it's a little bit deceptive because it's got this outer wrapping of nitrogen, so it's releasing. It's actually designed. I'm telling you, I really worked on this one. I'm not the. 
I'm not releasing it yet, or at least I'm not releasing all the versions yet, but I'm playing with it. And, and my indoor grow, it's going yes. fucking good. Man. As a so, grower, I'm intrigued and concerned. I, I, I mean, get I, it, man. I get it. It goes <laughs> against all the There's so many hobbies. different parts in the growth of cannabis to where it's either, whether it's strain dependent, yes, I'll say that, or um, I'm needing to add some things or not. There are some good products. I know like Green Planet has a one part nutrient um, and it's a 433, I believe. And it right. works pretty well up into certain points when right. I don't want the four, or I need a little more than one of the threes or, you know, but, but that's also just tweak. What's ours, that? Ours is, ours is dynamic through the whole layering coding process. The gobstopper we're technology. Gobstopper technology. <laughs> we're, we're able to uh, provide different, different types of nutrient, different uh, P and P and K uh, throughout, throughout the, uh, I don't know, growth cycle. It, interesting stuff man these are like these polymer technologies and everybody's got these crazy it's a technology product man and uh, everybody's it it's a technology product man but it is it's like the osmocote you mentioned that was like the first incarnation of it like in the 80s or whenever the fuck and they've come up with these really precise coatings that are able to uh just deliver the right amount of nutrient and it's pretty neat man i'm pretty interested in it and i just wanted to share with you what i'm doing Shit seems to be working pretty fucking awesome indoors. Like I said, last year it fucking kicked ass on the outdoor crop, but shit's working, man, indoors as well. So keep your fingers crossed. Your goal man. will be to use nothing else, nothing else but recharge. Recharge, yes. And uh, and maybe do a little simple hempy bucket, give people a little guide on how to do hempy buckets or how to daisy chain them. The idea is when you hurt your back a couple of days ago, is that all you had to do is turn on a hose, fill up a bucket, and you were okay for a week or two. You might need to have your wife dump a two gallon bucket of recharge on there uh, once a week, but your plants were growing without, uh, yeah, without too much attention. That's the idea. All the right. idea also is I was clogging up my float valve with all that stuff and with the hempy buckets, the weak link on a hempy bucket, the Achilles heel is a float valve that can't clog. And uh, yeah, all, all, the, all the nutrients in the bucket, you know, in the reservoir were clogging up the float valve. So I just went with plain water said so this isn't some bullshit thing i've worked a long time to design this and uh kind of psyched man so keep me in the loop on your traeger style growing uh, i definitely will and you know what um shit we'll, we'll make an official announcement but i am we're looking for some testers i've got a couple things going with some auto flower uh ferts a couple things going with some outdoor some pretty crazy outdoor or my formula my proven outdoor formula so uh, I guess I'll officially say it, man. Hit me up if y'all want to be testers. I got a couple cool things going. Right on. I'm going to take it over to a micro. Don't you want to finish the test yourself before you acquire more testers? I did last year. Uh, I did a test, a full test on outdoor crop. So it doesn't have to be like that, that, actually. People are trying to help yeah, figure out. It certainly yeah. does. That's why I, I, I'll be completely honest. Last year we did great. Uh, I'm testing it indoors right now. It seems to be doing great. That's why I'm asking for testers. And I've developed a fucking formula that should just absolutely be perfect for auto flowers. Like a one month veg, two month bloom. Uh, I'm pretty psyched about it, but I do need testers for that. I'm not a great auto flower grower. So whether, you know, I'm telling you, just a couple grams, you actually got to figure out how little to use because uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. I don't know, enough about me. What's going on in your grow? You can check out my CBD chronic day 45 here. And this is the bigger of the two. Uh, this one, these are from Mysterious Six Feminized Seeds. Uh, this one's putting on some fat pointy colas for sure. And you can notice the fan leaves look, <clears throat> almost looks sativa-like to me, almost a little narrow. Um, and this, so I wanted to show the difference between these two. So this is the first CBD chronic I have, and then planted from the same uh, bag as this next one called CBD chronic as well. But look how different the leaves are. Sure. Uh, it's probably six inches shorter. And I'm like, man, they're, they're a reputable breeder. Mistakes can happen, man. We've got thousands of seeds going on. I get that. But I've been told, hey, Dino's going to be freaking way different, man. So I'm wondering, like, what's the best way to check? Do I was taking basically sticking my fingers in the flower and see if I got the same smells or close to the same smells off each plant is probably a good way. Because I yeah. mean, there's not 
not much else I can do. And this plant looks way different to me. That looks way different, man. I mean, I guess they have seen sativa dominant, indica dominant phenos. I, I don't know. That sure does look different. I believe. Oh, Ask who was your telling breeder. Me. So can't a plant be taking some of its traits more from its mother or father, right? Of course. Dominant. Well, they have dominant and recessive traits. So they take like, some from the some from the one parent, some from the other, but it gets to be this whole fucking calculation that doesn't always make logical sense. Well, I chimed in. I got a video up. Um, uh, if you're over on Patreon supporting the show, <clears throat> for you guys to comment, trying to get the uh, TTC producers more involved and helping build some of these shows and get your questions up. So stay tuned for that. But check out the video. Give me some comments on what you think in ways, obviously, other than finished flower, smells, taste, effects is the way I can only think to compare if it's, you know, close to the same flower. And then I had, I don't know if I showed this off uh, last grow, the four inch fan mount. I might have, but I'm still just proud of this where I haven't mounted a four inch good. fan like this. It's good I was work. Man, if you use more than one screw, I'd be a little happier, but good job, man. I'm busting your balls. I was trying That's to figure good. out a way to mount the fan to a rafter in my garage <clears throat> and this four inch inline fan came with some metal mounts that you could attach to the fan, but I just couldn't figure out how the hell they attached to the fan. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to cut a four inch hole in some wood and just mount it that way. Um, but this is the fan that is sucking wood out on the AC. Almost long to enough too, man. <clears throat> What's that? <laughs> I said that wood looks almost long enough. I, I was yeah, <laughs> a little short there. I was like, Ooh, I'm not a carpenter for sure. <laughs> Hey, that's what happens when you put shit up on the internet. When uh, the AC turns on, this fan exhausts the garage, but it's obviously not working well enough again because my return air isn't that cold. It's helping, but I'm um, really having to run my lights uh, about 50% dimmer for at least the first two hours of the light cycle, which, uh, Guru, I have to ask you, I did get my dimmer, uh, my Raleigh dimmer, and I believe... Uh, Shout out to HLG. Yeah, he sent me out some of the, the wiring. So what I have to do is remove my dimmer switch on the HLG and get these two wires out. What are those wires okay. called? Do you know? Uh, they're wires. usually just like dimming leads on it. It's a run a zero to 10 volt across it kind of controls how it's dimming. And so it's, a low, okay. it's just low voltage control box? Yep, basically. Okay, I just I have to get those out, which will be no problem, and then extend those wires into my Raleigh controller. So I'm going to be doing some dimming wiring yeah. this weekend. So basically, instead of me, which I sometimes don't remember, I have to go in the tent when it's dark, reach up and grab the knob, turn it 50% down. This controller is going to do it all for me, and I also believe when it gets too hot, if it does in the tent, it will automatically dim my light back down to whatever percentage I prefer for whatever amount of time I prefer before I have it dim back up. It has a temperature probe actually that'll tell it to dim back up as the room cools. So pretty cool features, just something to play with um, and a good way to avoid. I have no other way to get rid of this heat right now. I'm just gonna, you know, I, I'm learning that in, I wanna be done by June. If my grow is done right now, I'd be okay. But June, July, August, I'm going to be the summer grower where I think I'm going to take off or just run that light at 50% and turn it into right. a little veg tent, preserve some genetics, start some seeds maybe on time and let it chill. <clears throat> and there are growers that, that have rooms that are just like that. Like, look, I can only afford to get three harvests out during you know, spring, fall, winter, whatever. Summer's hot. True. That's why you It could be expensive to maintain the, all the AC you need to spend sometimes to uh, control your grow. Straight shut it down. You got what nine months worth of weed? Nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy there. Got to keep your genetics going though. Yeah, I'm debating that. The GMO grows weird. That's the one these that's holding me up. It can go 80 to 85 days. Cowsy. Growing this weird looking bud, kind of, which I heard its growth pattern is kind of weird. And um, we'll see. I'm I I have those in the bedroom. I'm like. Should I really keep these around? And it's like, yes, you haven't even finished it yet. You don't want to get rid of them just yet. At least finish right. it out. But uh, 80, yeah, so, that's rough. It is a little. I mean, but I really love the flavor. If this flavor comes out and it's a yeah a keeper, then I'm down. But I'm really abusing the uh, the said keeper the 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 GMO cuts. Like I'm slowing them so down. I'm putting them into drought conditions. I'm yelling them out. I'm making them nutrient deficient. Then bringing them Whoa. back because I don't need them to really. I don't want them to grow that much right now. Big man. If you're following me, the non-flowering vegetative GMOs. I got you. 
All right, we've been chatting a minute here. Why don't we wind it up and tell me who's slinging recharge out there? It's the mighty Toledo Indoor Gardens, Toledo, Ohio. All right, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We can help you grow. Joes.com forward slash support. And let's do some shout-outs. I'm going to start it out. Stunkle Green Jeans, how you doing? And Hungerous Wizard. Sick Nick, bitch. Fong <laughs> Tech, what's up? And MP Experience. The Garden of Nye. Smoke till we croak and slavatory 710. Yo. Uh your Bell. Is that the coincidence one? We just right. talked about a company called Tincture Bell. That was uh that got in trouble. Yep, we did. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time. Peace out, Scotty. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong.